This is The Rewind from the Tufts Daily. I'm Arlo Moore Bloom. This week, a producer for The Rewind, Stephanie Rifkin, joins Daily reporter Robert Kaplan to talk about the defaced sign discovered on October 5th in the African American Trail Project exhibit. It was the third hate crime in four weeks. Robert's reporting helps illuminate how the university is responding to a rising tide of hate crimes on the Tufts Somerville Medford campus. Hi, Robert. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Tell me more about what happened on October 5th. Who, what, and where? The African American Trail Project is something that was rolled out by Tufts faculty several years ago that commemorates um, the historical spaces and actions of the African American community and the African descendant community. The exhibit at the Adolph Garden Center encapsulates that, records that. There was a sign there that was defaced. The word fake was found on one of the placards in the exhibit in Aitken. The placard was chronicling a student protest in 2014 where um, students, in response to shootings of unarmed black men across the country, especially the shooting of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, the defacement indicates either like a lack of respect for the incidents and those who died across the country or not acknowledging the facts surrounding those incidents. How did you find out about the incident, and what was your initial reaction? I found out while I was walking into a class by email, Tony Monaco's email. My perspective is that it's not that these people are just suddenly appearing on Tufts campus. Whether that We don't know whether they're students or whether they're community members, who they are. It's not that these people are just suddenly appearing. These ideas are new. Um, it's that the current societal and political climate is emboldening people to act on ideas that have been sitting for a long time. What do we know about who might have defaced the sign? So what's tricky about these situations is that TUBD and OEO, that's the uh, Office of Equal Opportunity, does an investigation onto the incident and all of the facts therein. And if it's a student, it's referred to Dean of Student Life. So it's, it's like a disciplinary proceeding within the Tufts administration. And if it is a student, they don't release the identity to protect them. If it's someone from outside the community, then it's referred to police. How did the university respond to the incident, and how did their response compare to the other incidents? As we've seen this semester, every time one of these happens, within a couple days of it being reported, there is a email from President Monaco explaining what had happened and denouncing the incident, offering resources to the community to digest what happened. What's interesting this time is that we now have the announcement of this new initiative by the chief diversity officers, Rob Mack and uh, Joyce Saki, the bias response teams. So it's still in an early stage, but it's an interesting addition to how the university is going to respond to these incidents. I have some questions about the bias response team, but before we get to those, I just wanted to delve deeper into the university's response. So why do you think the university released a shorter statement in response to this third act of violence in comparison to the other two? So I don't think it has anything to do with the community itself. Um, or like who's being affected by the incident or anything like that. I think it's more about the, the, the nature and the trend of the incidents. It's like if you're in an argument with a friend that's persistent to continue to apologize or console the other person in the same way multiple times, it loses its meaning. And so you've got to find different words. I think that, that could explain how the university is responding. It's about con- consolation and denouncing the incident. And you can, you can only, there's only so many words for it. 
Is it possible that this administration and the students at Tufts are becoming more and more desensitized with each subsequent offense? Each incident has been an act of hate directed toward a specific community on campus, but I don't think that the experience, the frustration, the pain is limited to any of those individual communities. It's the community at large that is responding to it, and there's a sense of pain and frustration. Um, so in the sense that it's different, I think the initial shock, because this is the third time this semester, right, um, the initial shock has gone down a little bit, which may be disconcerting. How have Tufts students reacted to the university's response to the incident? You know, you get an email from the university president telling you about something hateful or wrong that occurred on the campus, and there's definitely like an emotional response to that. Um, and I think that that is definitely similar between all of the responses. But I think that you know the announcement of this initiative about the virus response teams can at least give students hope that there is a cohesive response being developed by the university. The problem is that the details on that are still very unclear. So Monaco said the defacing incident was reported as members of the university leadership were discussing the creation of two biased response teams. What does that mean to you? So it's going to be kind of like committees made up of, and this is, this is as much as we know so far, committees made up of faculty, staff, undergraduate students, to respond to these acts of hate and bias on campus and what that those responses actually look like. Focusing on community support is definitely a key part of that. And they're chaired by the chief diversity officers, Rob Mack and Joy Saki. But the actual details of what, what the makeup of these uh, bias response teams will look like, you know, how are they going to select undergraduates? What does that process look like? We don't know yet. A lot of the students seem to want the university to just do something. How much of this is a knee-jerk reaction from the university? Well, you know, like, what is a response, you know? It is something that you as an individual elect to do because of something that's happening, like a stimulus or, or something that has happened to you, something that is happening to someone near you, you know? Um, this is a response by the university to a trend that's happening on campus, and it's their responsibility to address it. And it's encouraging that they're accepting and acting on that responsibility. A knee-jerk reaction is something more impulsive and something less considered and less developed than uh, I think what these bias response teams are shaping up to be. It's looking like it's a cohesive strategy by the administration to address a trend of incidents that are occurring on campus. Have you heard anything about when we're going to hear more about these bias response teams and when they are going to be put in place? Yes, I would. Well, no. <laughs> yes, and I would love to know the answer to that, too. No, in that the answer that I've gotten from the university administration is that it's too early to say exactly how soon. The stage of the process they're in is figuring out the timeline for it. This was The Rewind from the Tufts Daily. I'm your host, Arlo Moore Bloom. Thanks for listening. This episode of The Rewind was produced by me, Stephanie Rifkin, Leslie Gladstone, and Caleb Arts. Our executive producer is Hannah Kahn. If you like this podcast, support the Tufts Daily. You can read all of our stories at tuftsdaily.com. See you next week.